And welcome to episode four of Erasmus Sand. Uh, my name is Jeremy. Uh, I will be your game master for the evening. Uh, joining me this evening, we have three amazing players. Uh, and they are uh, down here to my left on your screen, to my actual right, I think, but also left, no, right. Ah, I did it wrong that time. Is the amazing Andy Cowan. Hello. Hello, Andy. I'm doing all doing right, Jer. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing Good. all right, you know, hanging out. It's it's hot in yeah, here. Yeah, I'm here hot too. Here. These studio lights don't help. Um, got, everyone's got the fans off to uh, to stop the those those noises, and uh, yeah, we can all we can all yeah, roast together. <laughs> Frying in solidarity. Um, yes, I am. I my name is Andy, and I'm playing Flan, daughter of Flank Slashfoot. I'm a level two, newly leveled up uh, uh, warrior, level two. Uh, which means I got some great stat boosts from that. Uh, and I also have a passion for art because this generation's character is, went to art school and is, and is really apparently a little ruthless going by the end of the last session, but also went to art school. And if you go to a good art school, they teach you to be ruthless. Art school. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. Uh, she talked to, to Robert Chambers about that. Probably has some uh, some good good insight into how art school makes you nasty. Uh, going on to next in line, directly below me, you'll see Mr. Ian Horner. Uh, Ian, what are you? Who are you playing right now? Well, Jared, today as I was last session, as I was the session before that. Oh my gosh, that's not even allowed. <laughs> We're bringing back supposed to die. the uh, curly-haired yeah. menace, simple of clothing, chiseled of face, and quaint of speech. Hello everyone, I'm Crank4, a fourth generation magic user who has now been elevated to the amazing level three. Stratospheric bonuses abound. <laughs> and Crank4, you've got beyond like the, the other appearance stuff, there's something else going on recently. Something something that's a, a more recent development. You want to tell, well, tell us about that's that? That's correct. I mean, there, I, I have been very hungry in, uh, in, my, in my travels and I've been trying to uh, to slake my, my thirst for uh, for knowledge by, yeah, shoveling sand into my face. And it turns out the last time I did that, I had grew a little bit larger and I gained the ability to echolocate. So hopefully we'll see an opportunity for that that to come up. Uh, and then over to the right of Ian on your screen, uh, you will see our dear friend Matt. And Matt, who are you bringing tonight? I am bringing myself playing Clarabelle Thinkwell, a uh, academic that has a sports scholarship compared to Flan that is less of an academic that has an arts scholarship. We're two sides of the artistic and scholarly coin, I guess. Uh, I I also ate a slug and got very mad about it. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's gonna that's something that's gonna haunt you too. Like you're gonna you're gonna wake up every morning, assuming that you you get to wake up ever again. But uh, you're gonna wake up in the morning thinking about that fish and being like. Ooh. If only yeah. um, that that one's gonna die hard. I'm curious because um, Flan and Clarabelle both got to level up, and you know you have the the art school student uh, from the athletic background and the athletic uh, wizard. Uh, did, did you uh, did you keep going with that uh, as you leveled up, or are you getting uh, uh, more artistic and more uh, athletic, respectively, or are you maybe uh, going a little bit more towards your training? 
Um, oh, I'll let you go first, Andy, actually. Oh, thank you. Uh, well, that's a good question. What did I do to my stats? I, I raised uh, strength, dex, and charisma. So now I'm very dexterous at, at a plus six. So I'm guessing, yes, I think I think if, we're, if Flan is to survive this, she is going to be doing some interesting things with blood and canvas. I think, yeah. I think she's really, it's getting those, those, those artists hands, you know, there's there, she's going to be able to, to make some lovely disturbing pieces of art. <laughs> I definitely like master sculptor at this point too. Like, Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And on okay. my end of the uh, academic spectrum, I boosted my dexterity my constitution and my intelligence because my intelligence actually wasn't that high and my dexterity and uh constitution also weren't that high <laughs> i want to survive this thing is what clarabella is thinking <laughs> that's fair that's fair i mean it's a it's a it's a reasonable impulse i think so uh speaking of of surviving you have been surviving for an awfully long time you you've gone through uh, several different levels of this dungeon at this point. You went through two entire levels. Um, while none of your ancestors ever made it past the uh, Peleagic layer of the uh, of the temple, uh, you managed to find that below it was a uh, a reef, a reef forest um, that you that you made your way all the way through, um, navigating all sorts of, of strange dangers. And you've now found your way to, uh, more recently, uh, another level that seems to be uh, more or less just covered in kelp. Uh, just, just kelp and seaweed everywhere. Uh, so you, just to recap quickly what you went through for the, the very end of the last session, you went down um, into this level and uh, you did what you normally do. You chose a direction to go and you went there. Um, and you, you moved through uh, some very, very thick seaweed that you started to cut away uh, and, and try and, and work your way through. And you discovered that amid this, uh, this foliage and, uh, and whatnot, I should also mention like, you're not actually underwater, but like a lot of the time it feels like it. And this adventure actually breaks my, my like mental model for this because like I constantly think you are actually underwater. And like when I envision what's going on, I'm like, oh, they're, yeah, they're underwater. They see like a big eel and the eel swims towards them. I was them. super no, confused when like the tide a, came a, in. A, a slithery, a slithery snake. Uh, there's the tide still happens because there's water sort of moving through the dungeon, but uh, but yeah, it is definitely all. Um, you're definitely able to breathe in your present environment, so that's uh, an important distinction. Uh, yeah, but anyway, my so imagination, it's always been like water Pokemon. It's just they're just moving yeah. through the air in the same way they'd move through water. Yeah, yeah, and you fight them, and you you know you go fishing, and they they you fight them, and they just happen to be sitting on top of the water instead of inside it. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, you've been moving through this uh, this very dense, or you're moving through this very dense uh, seaweed, and you found what seemed like a building or something, some sort of freestanding structure in amongst the seaweed, uh, and you you've begun cutting that away to try and access the. Uh, the, the building, which seems like it is some sort of freestanding stone structure. Uh, and as you were doing that, uh, something came through the seaweed. I'm sure what I'm sure you all remember what came through the seaweed. Octomech. 
Yes, an octomech came through the seaweed. Uh, a, a big, uh, a, a big octopus driving a mech that itself was a much bigger octopus, uh, and it had lots of different different levers and and buttons and whatnot to manipulate in there. Um, and it gestured for you to follow it, so you did, uh, because obviously when the big octopus says to follow it, that's what you do. Yeah. Um, and it took you to some sort of workshop, and it uh, it gestured. Uh, towards sort of a, an area that had uh, seemingly some some beds and things and uh, and just uh, kind of rest area uh, and you indulged by resting and I believe uh, you were going to figure out what you wanted to spend this rest doing assuming that the octopus is not just going to jump you in your sleep of course and uh, and attack you um, uh, what would you like to do uh, while you're resting? Uh, well, I I would like to um, uh, eat eat some rations and maybe all. Can I eat rations and also forage for rations, or is, is it one or the other? You get to do one in any given rest. So if you are taking one rest, you can use it to eat, and then if you're taking a second one, you can use it to forage. But I would like okay. to know which one you want to well, do first. I think I think I shall I shall eat a ration. I will take out some more of uh, my fish dunkaroos. Uh, and admire the interior design of this octopus's uh, uh, workshop slash living space. Ooh, ooh! Um, I think that the uh, like the rest, the eating and and resting is not so much just like necessarily eating. It's like you know taking a breath, centering yourself, uh, but also you know maybe like actually bandaging up any wounds and taking some time to to make sure that everything is all uh, not that nothing's like falling out. Uh, <laughs> I got you, I got a nasty coral wound in my arm from last time. So I guess yeah, I'm just, right, just picking right, exactly. at that scab and thinking mm. about it, which which you're pretty sure is not poisoned. But like, <laughs> jury's I mean, it's been like what an hour, so jury's maybe still out on that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Absent might be sucking um, the wound a bit. <laughs> Gritty Ooh. apricot. Mm. Yeah. Anyone else want to uh, do? Uh... Absolutely. Uh, as a magician, I have the fourth level. I'm going to use my third level uh, power, or third generation power, rather, to uh, start uh, scrivening a, a pearl into a spell pearl. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's going to take you, three rests. But... Are, are you wanting to reveal which, uh, which spell you're making, or are you going to save uh... that for if, if you actually complete it? That sounds like a good... Yeah, I think I'm going to wait on that one. But I All am right. making the choice now. I think it's going All to right. be cool. Suspenseful. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, during my rest, there's an ability that academics have to learn languages by taking a rest for it. I'd yeah. like to learn the language of the octopus color. Okay. Now you just get an understanding of it, right? You don't actually get to uh, to uh, learn to. Uh, it takes another another rest to learn to speak it. Yeah, I assume in this specific instance that there is no way that Clarabelle would be able to learn how to speak octopus colors because she cannot physically turn them. <laughs> Right. Uh, I, I think that there, there, were, there are maybe some strategies uh, that you could look into, uh, but they might require some extra equipment yeah. uh, of, of various sorts. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you could, you could, you know, you can change your color by holding your breath. It just takes a really long time, probably, to, to <laughs> iterate one, one consonant. Yeah. Um, and that might not be the one you want, either. Um, 
okay, yeah, that seems that seems like uh, like a good use of time. Mm -hmm. So uh, as this rest comes to uh, comes to a close, as we sort of uh, come to the end of this period of time during which you are you're all doing these things, you're starting to uh, learn more and more of the things that the octopus has to say. Um, the octopus is not particularly um, uh, paying a lot of attention to you. The octopus appears to be using its rest to replenish supplies in the mech and perform any maintenance that needs to be done uh, as part of its it, its sort of routine. Um, and uh, so it it maybe you know maybe drops a, a a wrench on one of its feet. I mean, it certainly has enough. And uh, and like changes to like an orange color or something like that, and you're like, aha! I know what that means. I know what that means. I've seen my dad <laughs> change that exact color when he dropped a wrench on his foot. Um, uh, so you're starting to get some of those things, uh, but uh, but you are uh, so so yeah. And and by the end of it, you're getting uh, you think a pretty good sense of maybe the things that the octopus yeah. had said to you before. Um, so you're thinking, oh, okay, yeah, it was telling, it was definitely telling us that it could, that we could come to this workshop and that, it, that we're welcome to rest here. Um, uh, at this point, the octopus is going to turn to you and it's going to start, uh, changing colors again. Uh, and, uh, at Clarabelle, you're getting from it, uh, something along the lines of, we must move this space is only vacated for a small period of time. All right, gang, time to move out. Okay. I, Your translation might yeah. not be perfect, but uh, it's it's getting back into its mech. And uh, what you're starting to see is that uh, the, uh, the water that's been flowing through the... Uh, um, through the little uh, channels into this room okay. is now starting to collect a little bit more uh, at the bottom. So like you're you're walking in maybe two or three inches of water, uh, whereas before it was mostly confined to the channels that actually ran through the floor. Um, and uh, the the octopus is going like the cleaning sequence and sterilization sequence. I don't know if you know what that means. Uh, is about to commence. Therefore, we should vacate. Uh, and it's it's uh, getting back in the mech, and uh, it you know goes back to the door, and uh, the door uh, it uh, uh, activates the the mechanism on the door, and the door goes and opens up with a really satisfying mnemonic sound, um, and uh, and out the out the octopus goes, and it waits for you to follow. I, I do follow. so. I, I follow yeah. big octopus friend. All right. Yep. All right. So out you go. Um, the it, the door closes behind it, and uh, as the door the door sort of like closing like this, like top and bottom. I don't know if you can see how my hands are moving because my connection seems to be a little bit weird. But it's closing up to down and down to up. Uh, you see water following more or less the level of the door um, and filling up the mm -hmm. room as you exit it. Um, and uh, you find and you come back to the uh, the room from which you entered this level, uh, the the room with the big staircase. Um, so, uh, and that uh, yeah, that that brings you to uh, kind of back where you started. Um, the uh, the octopus turns to you and says, uh, "Do you 
require additional assistance? Uh, I can't really speak octopus, but I can pantomime with the crown, mm -hmm. trying mm -hmm. to return it to, um, and I guess like put it on the head of Flan, because Flan <laughs> is a imposing female figure. I say, not knowing if that's the right thing to say. <laughs> uh, you should not wear, not yours to wear. Ah. Uh. Um, and it gestures in the direction that you were going um, and says, proceed. All right, All right, so we keep going that direction then. Says, it, you know, colors. Yeah. yeah. I'll attempt to give the octopus version of a thumbs up. <laughs> is it, see, it is uh it it tries to mimic you uh, with, with, with all of its various tentacles uh and that that is kind of amusing <laughs> i would like to thank the octopus by gifting it one of my items just a metal file that it can use for its maintenance and just like bow appreciatively I don't think holding my breath and turning uh, red would exactly work, but just <laughs> give it that and thank it. Ah! So you know, maybe not yeah. the most effective means of communication, but uh, but it, it takes the file and, and uh, says, I, I thank you for your contribution. And then All it right. is just going to... It's just going to leave. It's going to go the opposite direction from uh, from the way that it told you to go, um, but it's not. It's not saying goodbye. It's not. Uh, it's not uh, lingering on sweet sorrow. Uh, it is just. Uh, it is just walking away. <laughs> All right. So can we get back into that room from whence we came, for where the the deep queen is? Is or does it still still feel like there? It, it is an oven on self wash. Like it's it's, it's uh, just. It's, yeah, it's it is. Um, so it kind of went down down uh, down a passageway. So you hadn't really like explored that passageway from the from the main room that you started in. But yeah, you can oh. go back down there and take a look. And it's definitely um, it's definitely sealed off right now. And you remember that it had some sort of special uh, locking mechanism that it used to get in, where it uh, it put its actual octopus tentacle into the door to uh, to to open it up. So uh, seems. Uh, seems though, from the sounds that are coming from inside it, like it is probably still uh, still doing its thing. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Halfway through the wash cycle. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> All righty. So. Yeah. Yes. Oh no! Please. Uh, I was just oh. would suggest that it's it's we should uh, continue in the direction the oct. We should continue in the direction the octopus indicated. Agree that 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 cephalopod is that the right one? Yeah, that, I, it, yes. Yeah, it <laughs> it knows things. That seems like the most capable thing we found down here. Let's definitely go where it wants us to. Uh, all right, so heading back into the uh, into the uh, seaweed sort of covered area, seaweed choked area. You can see that the seaweed is uh, very very uh fecund it's growing back really really quickly mm. um i don't know if fecund is the correct word for that context but it's it, it is uh yeah it is full of life it is full of uh um 
uh, and it is it seems to be sort of regenerating even the places that you cut and scraped off or like sort of getting little tendrils of seaweed kind of back on them. Uh, so it definitely uh, quick to quick to regrow. Uh, do you want to continue doing what you were doing? That's more or less scraping uh, and cutting your way around this uh, this building thing, or are you going to keep on uh, trying to hack through and maybe get to uh, you know, continue going in, in a particular direction. We were interrupted by the octopus while we were in progress cutting out the <laughs> stone figure. And it said that we were going in the right direction. <laughs> so should we finish the job? Agreed! Yeah, let's see what it's all about. Solve right. mysteries. We're going to do it. <laughs> Shave the statue. All right. Uh, so you spend some time uh, and you cut away this uh, this seaweed uh, plant plant life that's been caking up around this thing, and uh, you find that it is a uh, a small building basically um, uh, that is uh, maybe only about ten feet around. So uh, it's got it's made of uh, made of flagstones, which makes it kind of unique for this area because the the ground is is very much obscured with this slimy, slippery seaweed like you'd see on the beach, um, and uh, and uh, but yeah, it's a, it's it is made of stone where you can cut the seaweed away, uh, and it has a small arched doorway approximately opposite side uh, from where you found it. So once you've worked your way all the way around it, um, you can uh, find your way inside. Um, inside is a uh, a statue uh there's a statue of the uh an old woman wearing a crown of ice and furs uh with furs draped around her um she has sort of a contemplative look on her face um and in one hand she's holding an ice pick and the other one is pouring uh water from some sort of jug hmm. Very interesting. Is this what we imagine the Deep Queen to look like? So you've seen at least one visual representation of the Deep Queen so far, I believe. You found uh, an effigy or a, an idol to her at some point previously, uh, yeah. and she did not like look like this. Hmm. So this is someone else in the Pantheon? Correct. Yeah. Well, it's not the father of the mountain. Because I still have that clue from, I guess, la last Ooh, stage yeah. where the father right, yeah. of the mountain mourns. I don't mm. think this is there. Oh, wait. Where the father of the mountain mourns. Maybe the father of the mountain is mourning whoever this statue is. Like this could be some sort of shrine grave thing. Maybe, I don't know. Uh, but an ice pick is very, very interesting for this underwater place. It's, it's very out of the element of the game, almost. Is there anything else here to look at? Is it is it just a statue in, in the middle of this 10 foot around building? Uh, that's all you can see as you as you walk in. It doesn't look like there's any like boxes or dead bodies or giant spiders or anything else in like plain uh, plain view. But if you want to sort of walk around and spend a little bit of time, uh, you know, seeing if there's any loose stones, looking behind stuff, 
uh, seeing if you can lift the statue up and see if there's someone shoved a note underneath. Um, just thinking of all the possible things where someone hides something in a room like this. Uh, if you want to find that stuff, you can spend some time looking around and see if you can uh, if you can track it down. I think we, I think spending some time is worth some while here. I'm yeah. interested. This 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 may be a puzzle statue of some sort. Yeah, yeah. Ever... interested in doing that. I do have that ability to spend time without spending time doing a search. Yeah, yeah and that's so. uh, you can do that to basically do this without spending time. Yeah, sure. Uh, that was a d20, right? Yeah. Uh, da, da, da. 20 total. <laughs> 20 total. Uh, yeah. Okay, so sure, you, uh, you don't think that there's anything else in this room. Okay. That you have not mm. uncovered previously. The Does statue this... is the thing. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Does anything on the statue look removable? Could we gain an additional curse by stealing this ice crown? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's everything is made of is uniformly made of stone. Uh, it looks like the same sort of marble that you would see, um, like sort of marbled marble that you might see in a in a headstone or or something along those lines. Uh, it's very from from your uh, in your professional opinion. Uh, it is uh, carved in a sort of uh, mediocre to good, uh, or a, a me mediocre to good level of competence. Uh, someone, Excellent. someone who probably you know spends a lot of time uh, carving uh, monuments for for you know just whatever god um, you know every, every god needs a monument. You got to have someone to make the monuments. This person is a tradesperson. They they can they can make a monument, uh, but they're not necessarily going to put any finesse into it. Excellent. Um, well, then I, I stand back from it and put my hand on my chin and go, it's not bad. It's not great, but it's not bad. You know, I can't fault them. I under, I'm taking in what they're, what they put into the piece, but you know, it doesn't move me. What do you guys think? It's intimidating as hell. <laughs> I understand the metaphor they're going for, but uh, yeah, again, I'm not really buying it. Oh yeah. Well, I could see that. And just in case I say we're, we're the, what was that thing you said? Where the what was it, Clarabelle? Where the where mountain the father king? of the mountain mourns? I say that, but where the father of the mountain mourns? Are you do, are you are you doing anything while you say that? I am putting my hands over my head in kind of a woo woo sort of <laughs> sort of gesture. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, so uh, you you go you, you do that. Uh, and you hear a sound. Um, uh, some uh, a voice says in uh, in the fishy the fishy language that you've heard before. All of you can hear this. Are you done here? Uh, um, Clarabelle, you look around behind you and you see that there's some fish standing in the doorway. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, there are six fish standing in the doorway. Uh, there are two of them that, uh, that look, uh, well, they all look a little bit different from the fish that you've seen, uh, before. Two of them are taller and they have, uh, much better defined tails, uh, than the ones that you've seen before. So previously you've seen, like, they've, they've got, like, a fishy tail that sticks out behind. This one's, like, way more like a lobster tail, like, uh, like, you know, looks like it has some, some more, uh, actual play to it, uh, and, and some more muscle inside it. Um, and then, uh, also, uh, there's, uh, four more that, uh, are sort of like just generally bigger, uh, and they, uh, 
they they have they they're like generally bigger and more sort of like almost bulbous looking than the other ones. They they kind of walk a little bit like this, uh, and they have. Uh, you see that these ones have a couple of what look like small fish, um, uh, fish people stuck to their backs, uh, like hanging on with their with their mouths, uh, and uh, and occasionally one of them like sort of un like latches on with its its little fishy hand fin things and unlatches with its mouth and goes <laughs> um, and uh, but but yeah so they're uh, they're standing there uh, and they are carrying uh, some some various things uh, looks like one of them has like a big sort of uh, it could be a mace. It looks like a, the, the sort of top of a piece of kelp that's been dried out. You know, the bulb part of a piece of kelp that's been dried out, um, and uh, and it's it's got that. It looks like it could be a mace or like a really really big club, but it would have to be like it, it looks like almost unwieldy for this fish to to carry it. Uh, and then one of them has sort of a a, a table um, with uh, some sort of cloth around it and uh, it looks like there's sort of uh, etched markings on the top of the table uh, and then another one is carrying uh, some uh, a jar that has a, a bunch of sticks of sticks sticking out of it uh, with something uh, like a match head or whatnot on top of it uh, this is probably incense um, yeah and uh, and they are they're kind of standing at the door looking at you rather impatiently um uh... Sorry, we booked for four p.m. Are you? Is is this? Are we? Are we le running late? Are you early? I'm sorry. Uh, sorry, I, daylight savings. Yeah, uh, we'll get out of your way. Plan? So, is that what we want to do? Yeah, play, play, play through. Uh, yeah. Go, go ahead. And then I want to listen into what they do, though. Ooh, I don't know okay. what, what sort of rights are going down. So they're they're gonna um, if you're if you're gonna vacate for them they'll move in uh, and they'll set up their their little table and uh, and st and put some some incense around the around the room and and uh, they they light it up they've got sort of a flint and steely deal so they use that to to light up the incense and uh, they uh, start uh, chanting in fish so a lot of like. <laughs> In a rhythmic fashion that gets gets uh, tiring over time. Are you like, are you letting them know that you're watching them? Like, are you are you just kind of hanging out at the door, uh, very obviously watching what they're doing, or are you uh, are you like trying to be discreet about this? Uh, I, mm, I don't know. I don't know. What is the how's how grave is this ritual? Is this something that people, we get this feeling that we shouldn't be watching? Uh, or is this more of a public sort of um, Unitarian church uh, <laughs> sort of thing? <laughs> I mean, it's it's kind of it's difficult to, uh, to. They don't seem to really be bothered by the fact that you're there. I, I guess so. Um, they're just going to sort of proceed once you let them once you let them in. Uh, you know, they they, they kind of walked in on you mid worship, uh, so they, they kind of assume that's what you were doing. Uh, while they were waiting, and they're 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 doing their thing. Um, the uh, yeah, so they they are. Um, there's not a lot of like dancing or anything as part of this ritual, uh, but they are all involved in in chanting and uh, and uh, and such things. Uh, Clarabelle, you are getting the so these are what they're saying. Uh, they seem to be singing uh, songs uh, that are 
uh, alluding to someone called the uh, yes yes um, sorry I lost my page but it's in my notes uh, to the High Lady of Fragile. Uh, who has an association with the ice caps and uh, and polar uh, polar currents? Uh, so these they are uh, praying to her and asking for her blessings um, in the in the winter months ahead uh, to to make it a to make it a mild winter and uh, and also to to help them bring uh, bring her um, the. the icy sharpness of her wit and uh and strength to their uh to their daily activities um and uh so yeah that's they're gonna do that for a little while uh are you gonna continue just hanging around outside or i feel like we've gained everything we're going to from watching them it's just a local custom here and now we know who to name drop if you want to be on their good side if you guys are ready to move on i am yeah i, I am i I, uh, I i i think i think their religion is, is really cool and it's it's that's good to learn something you know is just take take in from all kinds it's more it's more it's more water for the well as my art teacher used to say yeah more ice Wrong for the cap Let's go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to where the so, Octo person told us to go. This, I assume, yeah. Uh, so yeah, this is going to take you. Uh, if you want to continue hacking your way through the uh, the seaweed, that's going to take you some more time. Uh, it seems like the fish must have been able to move through it much more easily somehow, probably because they're they're real slimy. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, they they were able to move through it a little bit more easily, but the easiest way for you to move through it still seems to be, you know, hacking away at it or having someone like pull some of it back and let everyone else move past them and then uh, let it let it snap back into place. Um, eventually you're gonna find, find your way out uh, and uh, the, the path of least resistance uh, for this one appears to be uh, just straight ahead of you. So that is where you end up going. Um, and eventually, you, you uh, after a bunch of hacking, you find that it clears out into uh, sort of a clearing. Uh, and you find that there's a, uh, there's a big wooden building uh, standing here, uh, and it's surrounded by kelp or seaweed trees, uh, and uh, it looks like it, it looks almost like a like traditional what, what you would think of as a traditional church as built by the people of your building. Um, I don't actually know what the the religious persuasion, what the customs are uh, for for your people. So you can enlighten me as to what that is, as, as to what those are, um, if uh, if you like. But uh, whatever it is, this is a building that seems to be uh, in line with what you would expect. Okay. It's pretty much the same as top side, but like way slimier. I don't want to say it's slimier. It actually looks like it's in uh, some disrepair. Uh, mm -hmm. It's been, uh, it, it definitely like the wood looks like it's not in very good shape. Um, the there's parts of it that are sort of falling apart. Um, yeah. It seems odd to me that we would have a wood building down here at all. 
Yeah. yeah. The other the other thing that you're seeing is there's actually uh, soil uh, in this area. So uh, oh. as you as you walk through, you're not so much uh, stepping on the the floor full of channels. You're stepping on uh, more dirt, like packed dirt, clay, mud, and uh, there's still water running through it, but the water doesn't run through it quite as in like quite such organized channels. It's more that it uh, it kind of is just oozing through it as uh as channels through the mud again to make the beach comparison like when you're you're in the shallows and you've got the sort of stream that comes in it it, it kind of widens out uh as it goes into the water um that that kind of effect hmm. it's a piece of home down here we should yeah. definitely have a look inside oh mm. absolutely mm -hmm. so heading inside uh you see that it's um there's a, an ancient wood altar, uh, and on it is a carving of a young person. Uh, he is uh, human, cheerful, male-presenting. Uh, he's got an axe in his hand. Um, and uh, as you come in, there's this just very... a feeling of almost sadness that comes over you. Um, like, uh, it, it, it's very intangible, but you almost feel like you want to start crying as you, as you walk in the door. Um, Is on the back prints of the forest. On the back wall, uh, is a carving in heartwood of, um, well, it's you know you know it's the deep queen. It's uh it's the lady who you saw on the effigy before, uh, with the crown that you are in fact have in your possession. Um, she is she is behind him, uh, on the wall with her arms open. So there's an altar statue and statue right behind the altar, and then the the um the deep queen uh, up behind on the wall. There's so much religious iconography down here. It's that in politics. It's, it's a weird, wild place this is. And I don't anybody else feeling really down? I'm just, I'm just, I got some things coming up. I've always felt very sad about the axe child. Yeah. Me too. Would, would this be, would this, would, would within our folklore, would this like be the person who stole the crown in the first place? Like, is. So I think that you actually might know something about this person. Um, okay. So the the to go a little bit deeper into the legend surrounding why the world was flooded. Um, so your people stole the Deep Queen's crown, and they they did it to make water because your people chose to make a. Uh, chose to uh, start their place, uh, their, their uh, village, in a place that was full of resources. Uh, it, was it had access to trade routes, it had access to uh, forests for lumber, it had access to mountains for mines, it had access to all those, those good things that you want when you place your first Civ city. Um, but they, it did not have fresh water. Uh, and that was that was a bit of a problem. Proved to be a bit of a of a problem. Uh, and so you know whatever supply line dried up, um, they weren't or you know well that they were tapping, uh, they weren't able to get it. And so that's why your people went to get fresh water, or went to the Deep Queen's Temple to steal her crown to get fresh water. And uh, generally, it's acknowledged that yeah they they went and and they took the crown and the queen punished them for it. But actually, the queen was was kind of forgiving of it for the first little bit. Um, it wasn't until your people uh, used it to make a big lake um, that 
uh, or sort of a big reservoir that ended up kind of accidentally, as your scholars tell it, um, kind of spilling down and filling up this basin that had a forest in it and completely drowning it, that, uh, that the queen got very angry and, uh, and decided to start flooding humanity out of the world. And uh, the, 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 the stories at the time, like if, you, if you're like a scholar or something and you've like cross-referenced it, there were definitely stories about some sort of uh, forest, forest god that was worshipped there by the, the druidy people who hung out in that forest and the shapeshifter bears and, and uh, the other, other such things. Um, and that, that spirit was often characterized as uh, a young man with, with an axe who was sort of a woodsman. As oh. I said, I've always felt sorry about the axe child. Yeah. Yeah. That's downer. I'm just oh. glad I'm not seething with rage like I was an hour ago. I'm so glad that you've dealt with your feelings about that, Clarabelle. I'm proud of you. Oh. Dang. Should we take the time to check this place out? Yeah, I say so. This building's definitely falling apart, so there's like a lot of dirt on the ground. There's pews that have sort of fallen over and are looking pretty wrecky. Uh, there's the whole area around the altar, ceilings falling in a little bit, etc. I'm not sure that we should like mess with anything here. Number one, for our safety in terms of the building falling on our heads, but number two, because I think the Deep Queen has kept this as a memento. And we already have her on our bad side. Right. I guess so. Maybe if outside we... of the building, but I don't think we should mess inside. All right. Okay. Sounds sounds good to me. If it didn't look like there's any like jewel encrusted uh, chests that we could plunder, so <laughs> I guess we'll be respectful and leave it be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, so uh, you're gonna you're just gonna leave. That's the plan. Uh, as you as you head out the door, um, I am gonna need. Well, okay. Uh, as you head out the door, let's roll initiative. Okay. Uh, I oh. need you to nominate someone to roll initiative. Ooh, would like to. Carbel, go ahead and roll initiative. Four. Yay. Four. All right, that's good. That's good. So as you're uh, as you're walking out the door, um, you you hear someone saying in in as subtle uh, a manner as possible, uh, as can be said, you know, through a, a blow blowhole and long snout. Um, when they come out the door, that's when we need to do. Oh shh, shh. <laughs> Oh no. Do these do these voices sound familiar? Are these are these the uh, the, the in sad... general sense? In yeah. general sense. Do they sound like the sad dolphins we left uh, back on the, the the second level that we that I betrayed that we betrayed that I betrayed? I'll take that. I I really. So, so I don't think like... those dolphins were sad anymore. <laughs> so like, we, what, what, is, what I'm trying to get across is you're like kind of coming out the door and you see them and they were going to try and jump you, but you kind of catch them flat footed because uh, uh -huh. they were going to try and like, you know, do a room clear like a, 
uh, like a breach to, uh, to, to smash in on you and you just walked out before they had a chance. So you've kind of taken them flat footed. So there are in fact four dolphins. Uh, one of them is uh, down an arm, uh, but they uh. all have spears uh, and they are looking ready to, uh, to tangle. So what's your initiative? What would you like to do? I have another slug. <laughs> <laughs> I I could if we're if we're down if we're down to go I could I could use one of my uh, uh, abilities. Well, actually, uh, no, defender might be better for like a big animal rather than than four uh, four dolphins, one less an arm. Um, four dolphins, three of us. If I attack now, would I have advantage if we're taking them flat-footed as you say uh no there's uh okay so you're you're kind of like catching them unawares but they were still kind of ready to go for combat so uh, you've won initiative but you're not going to necessarily get any sort of uh any sort of advantage unless you want to like use the fact that you know about them to some sort of like other other advantage uh that's that you true can, you can think of we could use diplomacy mm -hmm. we we could i guess Okay, well, I'm going to do it. Oh, thank God you're okay. Oh, we're so worried. We keep losing each other. This is nuts. Were you? Did you see what all those fish people did back there in that village? I'm so glad you got away. Oh, it's been so crazy. <laughs> we we did we stumbled down these stairs and we an octopus man nearly killed us. It was really terrible. And then we ran into some religious zealots who were very rude. Is this really? Gosh, I'm so glad you guys are all right. So as you're coming out and like throwing yourselves at their mercy, you can see that like there's the three that you fought before. They look like they've spent some, or that you that you had with you before. Um, they look like they've spent some time to patch themselves up. Uh, so they're you know they've 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 definitely taken some time to uh, to eat, eat to eat some food, rest up, do their do their thing um, in the same way that you have. Um, there is also a fourth that looks uh, a little bigger. Uh, and much fresher than the other ones, and he has uh, he has a uh, sort of uh, a big collar on with some uh, some scales that go down in front of him in a very artful way. You know, like uh, sort of mother. It looks like they're maybe made of mother of pearl, so they mm -hmm. they shimmer slightly. They're they're quite actually the the composition of the piece is quite good. It's it's not something that you would normally uh, assume, but it really it really does. Uh, evoke the the movement of water in quite a profound way, almost with a feeling of mourning uh, and regret. Okay, so they, uh, but yeah, uh, so they've got. Uh, looks like they brought like a, 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 a the head dolphin um, uh, with them. Uh, what do the other two of you want to do uh, as you uh, as Flan uh, throws throws herself at their mercy in a uh, in a cunning gambit? <laughs> <laughs> Whew. Uh, you know what? I'm going to take this opportunity. Mm, no way. It's yeah. I can't surreptitiously cast anything that doesn't work. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna help out with this. Long time no see, friends of the deep. You seem to move very well within this kelp forest, which we are having quite the time at. We could use your assistance on the prophesized path. Absolutely. We have lost our way, uh, uh, brothers and sisters and otherwise identified siblings. Please help us to return so we may oh, once again... Hmm? 
and we prayed for assistance at this very shrine. It worked. And Thank here the you gods. are. And I prostrate myself on the ground. Thank you. Oh, Zach's child and Deep Queen, thank you. <laughs> um, Clarabel, what are you doing uh, to uh, uh, assist with this cunning, cunning ruse, or uh, or otherwise act? The word yeah, "cunning" um, is becoming more and more in quotation marks. <laughs> <That's sort laughs> of the... And you, you use "ruse" like I'm being anything but 100. percent Yeah, this is genuine. <laughs> Clarabelle was, I believe, one of the first ones to turn, like, act and turn against the dolphins once we got to that fish school. So she's just kind of white-faced, yes-manning everything that the other two are saying right now and, like, prostrating herself on the ground, just kind of echoing everything. Like, yes, thank, thank the forest. Thank... The prince, for your assistance today. Um, okay, so there's they, this is going to trigger some more discussion in cetacean. Uh, so, so there's some like blowhole stuff going on this time. The big, the big dolphin is uh, making ample use of the blowhole to like make uh, you know some some nice little, um, uh, grumpy grumpy. Uh, <laughs> Uh, grumpy noises at the other ones, um, and uh, it eventually, or and and they sort of they, they talk back to him in cetacean, and then it, it it turns to you and goes, "You give the crown, or we kill you. What do?" Oh, well. They got us. They got, friends, they got us. You know, they're right. And I take mm -hmm. the crown in one hand and my mace in the other. And I I bring I bring it towards the and I with with one my hand outstretched behind me with the mace and and the other one the other one here I I proffer it to 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 his highness in the in the fantastically pearlescent garment. And what do, what what does what do they do? Oh, so he reaches. He he will reach out to take it from you. I'm gonna sort of like has, sideways sort of has, in the head. You know, like the the um the hamburglar like hamburgers in the eyes uh situation. Yep. Like his eyes get really big, and he starts drool comes out of his mouth, and he, you can just see that he's looking ahead like a week to where he gets promoted to like head head dolphin, <laughs> and he's, he's super excited about it. Um, and yeah, he he reaches out to take the crown in the sort of greediest possible way um, and I assume gets a mace in the face oh yes yes no I am <laughs> this dolphin right. is getting cream corned this this he is with this with this mace um, <laughs> oh no betrayal oh no betrayal and I also right. would I have would I have advantage on this is this a creative attack so so uh, for this creative attack, I will give you advantage, and I will I will move us to the next round and give your team initiative as well. Oh, thank uh, you very so, very much. And here's here's a fun thing because I am a I am a level four warrior, and I have uh, all sorts of uh, uh, perks and things. It says here, martial artist. When you have a t uh, advantage on attacks, you may stunt an attack 
on the same turn. So tell, right. tell me more about stunts. So a stunt, there's, there's not really a defined rule set for what a stunt is. Um, a stunt is anything that you wish to do uh, that would uh, constitute some sort of uh, extra advantage or give you some some leg up in the current situation. So that might be um, shoving someone backwards into an obstacle or um, involving uh, some sort of breakable object uh, that you could, you know, smash their face into, trip them, uh, grab them, and restrain them. Uh, any sort of thing that you can imagine happening in uh, in a good uh, Hong Kong movie, uh, you can probably uh, roll into stunts. Okay, well, I have a good idea for a stunt. It's it's not that complicated, but I have an idea for that. So, but I, I shall roll my my attack roll first. Yeah, go for, go. Well, you can okay. yeah, you can do both of them. So, uh, yeah, okay. you can do whichever them in whichever order you prefer. Sure. Well, I'm, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna try to to clobber them first, and I also because because uh, crank for uh, magic up my mace, I get an advantage on the stack roll. Nice. Let's see. That's a six. I'm gonna need that advantage, and a four. So with the six, uh, with my strength is a is a uh, is a nine. A nine. Uh, so that is not going to do it for your attack, unfortunately. Um, okay. Now, the the this is like one of the places where Rasp of Sand and Nave come into uh, uh, come into slight conflict because in in Nave uh, you can only get advantage once on something, uh, mm -hmm. but in Rasp oh. of Sand you can get advantage on things multiple times. Uh, and I did give you a, a situational advantage for your uh, for your ruse. Um, but you also have advantage from the uh, from the fact that the mace is magic. So why don't you take why don't you make another roll on that to uh, okay. to see if you can if you can close the deal on this on, uh, this on, amazing plan? I believe in you. Uh, I well I got a I got a fourteen. Okay, that's a lot better. Okay. Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, fourteen plus or is it a total of fourteen? Total of fourteen, sadly. Total total of fourteen. Uh, is going to be a hit against the this leader leader dolopod. So roll me, go ahead and roll me some damage. Okay, four, four damage. Fantastic. Uh, so oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, good. Yeah, it's good. You damage is uh, good. Bring your mace down. I don't know what the the nature of your stunt is, and so you can describe how you how you clobber how you how you land the hit, uh, and in what part of its uh, which one of its vital organs you uh, you place the mace. Uh, but I place the mace uh, as close to a cetacean temple as I possibly can. So as this okay. one comes over, as my right arm comes in with the mace and clobbers him there, the other arm holding the crown swings back and tosses it as high in the air as I can. So that Ooh. will hopefully distract the other dolphins. All right. That sounds, that sounds pretty good. Um, okay, so... I'm gonna uh, make some make some die rolls here, but you've definitely got their attention uh, because they they want that crown. Um, yeah. uh, what is your charisma defense? My charisma defense is thirteen. Thirteen. That's a that's a pretty good charisma defense. All right. Um, so the dolphins are looking up at the crown. 
like ah, 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 ah. Mm -hmm. but we're not going to see what they actually do yet until uh until they're until they're around so uh let's move on uh who else wants to act i would like to act Crankfloor, what would you like to do? Yes, I'd like to do something I haven't done yet. My first level ability, which is Sandblast. I will spend 100 valuable points of sand to Ooh. blast a creature with high velocity sand for 1d10 bludgeoning damage. The so this is not experience points. This is actual sand that you're carrying? This is, uh, yes, it should be. So I okay. guess that's not the, the experience sand then. Never mind. No. Uh, sand that you've imbibed is your experience points, but uh, ah. um, uh, sand that you can also carry sand as currency. Yeah, uh, I sorry, I hate to be, I hate to, nope. to kill the joy on that one. No, that's all right. I don't believe I've been carrying sand then. So, uh, in that case, you've been eating it all. Yeah, yeah uh, but the sand, sand that you've found that you've chosen to uh, to not leave behind you, uh, you've you have imbibed. Mm -hmm. In that case, I'm going to just take this up. Is talking a free action still? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great. I want to make the loudest echo location noise I can. All right. Sure. Uh, so, uh, like, just just sort of yelling into the wilderness, the equivalent of going, ah! Yeah, in an, specifically in dolphin, in, or at least in their manner of speech. Right, right. So, uh, sure, that's, that's, uh, that's interesting. Uh, yeah, so you, you, uh, you yell out in, uh, in Dolphin, and they definitely are, like, looking at you, like, what, what, is, what is going on with this strange surface monkey man that Great. he's making these, making these odd, odd sounds? Um, but they're actually, you, they, you might elicit more of a reaction, but they're kind of, like, all looking up at this, like, suspended in the air, uh, you know, uh, bullet time crown that uh, looks like it's going to be coming coming down to the ground pretty soon. Clarabelle, what would you like to do? I would like to uh, jam a slug into my mouth and see what happens. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so this is, I think that I know the remaining slug that you have. So let's just confirm here. It's a green this slug. Is the green one with black stripes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. So uh, this one, I'm just going to look up the the actual literal spell effect for. Uh, but you're um, so you the you eat the slug. It goes into your mouth uh, and it slides down your throat in a really really icky manner. Um, and you just you feel really good. Um, you, you just feel you feel really great. Do you have you suffered any damage right now? <laughs> I had three points, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, uh, and your third level? Uh, second your second level. level. Okay, so you're totally healed. Um, oh, lovely. And uh, and yeah, the and you feel just just really great, like real sense of euphoria. Uh, like things things just couldn't be better in the world right now, where you have uh, dolphins who have jumped you and and look like they're looking to looking for any excuse to uh, to claw you apart. Okay, so. Um, the the leader dolphin is un uh, unswayed by the antics with the crown and the uh, the distraction. Um, actually, you know what? In what is Crankfor's uh, charisma um, charisma uh, defense? Charisma defense is eleven. Okay. So what I am doing for the uh, for the benefit of the chat, um, <laughs> I am rolling uh, saves against your charisma defense to okay. see if you are able to to elicit any sort of effect on the uh, on the dolphins. Um, so the the um, 
of the of the four dolphins, all three that were in your original party, the non-leader dolphins, uh, are doing the sort of a um, sort of the the cartoon uh, like run, running around the pan, the pantomime, uh, running around trying to catch the crown. Mm. Um, Game and watch uh, style. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe like trying to maybe smashing into each other. Um, I sorry, I've got a couch right behind me where I would actually try and run back and forth, but across the camera. Um, but uh, yeah, they, they're they're um, they're really trying to uh, to stop the crown from uh, from landing on the ground, and that's going to successfully distract them. The uh, the leader is uh, not taken in by this uh, and is still focused on you. Um, and he's pretty mad, uh, Flan, that you just smashed him over the head. Uh, but he's also like, he he's definitely like hearing something that doesn't agree with him uh, very much. And so that that's maybe distracting him a little bit. Uh, he is nonetheless going to uh, attack you. Uh, and it's it looks like a lot of these dolphins equipment um, you're now noticing they have uh, the four of them have spears. He has an Eku, and it actually looks like it it might be one that was made in your village. Like it, it's potentially a human-made Eku that uh, was not uh, originally uh, not originally uh, of the dolphins. Anyway, he is taking that, and he is going to try and take your head off with it. Um, okay, but he is, as I say, suffering a little bit. Uh, I don't think that a 10 is going to hit you. So I think you're probably okay on this particular attack. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, that takes us... Oh, and uh, let's see. Mm -hmm. Yeah, all right. Uh, so the... Uh, oh, but he's got disadvantage. Yeah, okay. So the the two dolphins uh, try and grab the crown and, uh, and miss. They both do the sort of like catch or grab, uh, dive to the ground, just about catch it, but don't quite. Um, and then the third one would have caught it, except for he was using the, the stub where his arm used to be um, to, to grab it. So probably if he had an arm, he would have got it, but instead he, uh, he, he missed it, swiped, swiped with his other arm, missed, and, uh, and looks pretty, pretty crestfallen. So the crown, uh, lands on the ground. You've, uh, I, I want to say that in the last few runs, this crown has been through, through a lot. You're, you know, from what you know, it's, it's pretty hard to actually put a dent in it. So it seems, it seems pretty okay. Uh, after, after all that, but no one caught the crown. Uh, Aww. let's roll initiative for the next round. Uh, crank four. Can I nominate you? Absolutely. Wish you hadn't. One. <laughs> One. All right. So uh, they are going to, they're going to attack you. Uh, we've got uh, four dolphins. Uh, the big one uh, is going to be on Flan. Uh, and then we'll say that, uh, that uh, the other two of you get one each. And then uh, someone else is going to get the, the one-armed one as well. The blackjack doll. No, the mm. not the blackjack. The one-armed bandit. The slot machine dolphin. Mm. <laughs> uh, oh, I right. want to listen to slot machine dolphin. I bet they've got some great ska tracks. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
so uh andy the uh the dolphin with the eku definitely mm -hmm. uh plants a very solid hit on you okay. um uh a an extremely solid hit uh it's so good in fact that it uh it takes off part of your armor um i don't know what i don't recall what kind of armor you're wearing but it puts uh it like tears off it's like chainmail or something yeah i've got oh, this scale the scale armor the um... all right so yeah it tears some of the scales right off of it um so this is gonna actually only do three points of damage uh but it's also gonna remove a durability from your armor this is a crit okay. by the way um Oof. so a crit uh basically it's not actually more damaging but it uh it does eat into your resources somewhat uh yeah. which is uh pretty which can be pretty de detrimental so that's going to take one quality off of my my armor. Is that is that what you said? That's yeah. right. Yeah, okay. and that Can carries I... over to other generations if you hand it down or you know whatever. Excellent. Well, I I also have this um, this parry ability, which I just got with this uh, mm -hmm. fourth generation warrior thing. Uh, when hit with an attack, you may sacrifice a point of quality on your armor to reduce the damage by one d six per point. So could I also sacrifice? Because I've got lots of quality on this. Uh, I'd be happy yep. to go down to a quality three to to use that ability. Sure. And, yeah, you can get some of that damage. You can absolutely do that. Okay. So, so, so for that, I roll one, one d. Let's see if I under because I'm bad at knowing rules and and yeah. and applying them. When hit with an attack, you may sacrifice a point of quality on your armor to reduce the damage by one d six per point. So I guess I, yeah. I roll so you've one d six. Yeah, you got two points of damage that you can theoretically prevent. Um, and so by sacrificing a quality, you roll a d six and you prevent that much damage. Now, up to you whether you whether you think this is enough to merit that ability, because this is a pretty small potatoes attack, um, as it turns out, as far as damage is concerned. But, uh, you know, every little bit could help in the long run, so. Mm -hmm. Sure. I'm, I think I'm going to do that, just because I don't know how long yeah. Flan will survive. <laughs> and yeah. I've, I've got a, I've an extra three points on after this on my armor anyway, so let's do that. So here's a, go, here goes a d6. Yep. That's a four. Okay, so you so, prevent all the damage. You manage to uh, to like rotate yourself in such a way that the that your armor takes the entire hit. Um, amazing. This is a a really cool. Um, this is a really cool uh, use of a uh, old school D and D rule called "Shields shall be sundered," um, which basically says if you have a shield and you take a hit, um, you can sma let your shield be smashed to smithereens to avoid taking any damage from it. So it's it's this is a, a neat sort of adaptation of that rule. I like it a lot. Nice, um, nice. So uh, yeah, that that uh, that'll work out well. Uh, you're also going to get an attack from the uh, the one armed bandit. Uh, so, uh, but it has disadvantage. So it is using a spear, but it's not able to counterbalance it properly, and it sort of digs into the ground next to you. Uh, the other two of you, Crankfor and Clarabelle, you are also getting attacked. Uh, these uh, dolphins also have spears. Uh, uh, what are your uh, armor defenses, Crankfor? 13. 13? 13. Okay, so, all right. So I've got the first one uh, goes after Crankfor, and the, the spear gets caught up in one of the bits of seaweed and doesn't quite manage to connect to you. Uh, the other one, unfortunately, manages to gore Clarabelle. Uh, see how badly? Not too bad. It's not too bad. Um, so it it can uh, it goes like under your arm a little bit, slices off a little bit, uh, and uh, but it, it's it's a flesh wound. It doesn't you know doesn't seriously go deep for two points of damage. Okay. How are you doing, Clarabelle, for uh, for hit points at the moment? Seven now. 
Okay. Clarabel just slugged, remember, so. Yeah. Uh, but that brings us back to uh, to you folks. Hmm. All I have now is a dagger. <laughs> I, I have a question about actions. Yes. Um, as well as attacks. I have a bear trap. Mm -hmm. I Would it take me more than one turn to uh, prepare and throw this bear trap? Uh, Interesting. <laughs> Um, so I like, I like where this is going. Um, mm -hmm. it's, uh, I think that you could probably take, uh, one of your turns to pull out the bear trap and kind of like prime it. It takes a lot of strength to, uh, to actually open a bear trap. Um, uh, yeah. so I'm inclined to say that probably it, yeah, you can, you can use your entire turn to take it out and prime it. But if you can make a strength save, uh, you can do it fast enough to uh, throw it at something. So good. Okay, so that's Very a d20. Excited. Yeah. All right. D20, on, add your on. strength. You're going for a 15. <laughs> I have rolled a 17, a cumulative a 20. <laughs> Wonderful. All right. So with, like, devastating uh, rapidity, you manage to, you reach into your, uh, into your bag, you pull the bear trap out, and you just, like... <laughs> prime that thing faster mm -hmm. than you know anything or anyone could could ever imagine priming a bear trap because that's no mean feat so the oh, yeah. the uh the trigger clicks into place um mm -hmm. and yeah you still have the uh, the action necessary to do whatever you want with this freshly primed bear trap well this this fancy dolphin boy <laughs> just took off like two big chunks out of my armor. I spent hours and hours detailing this. That cannot stand. So I go, oh! I whip out the bear trap, prime it, and throw it at his head. Claw oh, him up, um, <laughs> go ahead and Go ahead and make me an attack roll with the bear trap, yeah. bear trap attack roll. Absolutely. Uh, I think that this is... Uh, I, it's difficult to tell. I think that this is like uh, somewhere around... Okay, this is a missile weapon, uh, mm -hmm. so it would be wisdom, but you can make it with advantage because it's like, I, I feel like the um, the necessary precision that you're looking for here is not very high. So go ahead and make me a, a wisdom uh, wisdom attack with advantage. Okay, thank you very much. You're benevolent and fun DM. Let's go. Yeah. That is a six. Come on, come on, come on. 13 with wisdom I is a... With is a 15, that's plus two. Okay, so this thing snaps onto the dolphin's head, um, and it's um, and it's yeah, it's the dolphin's skull is like hard enough that it's able to hold this thing open, like it's got this whole echo chamber sinus situation going on, um, but it is, uh, it seems to be trying to like snort out its blowhole and uh. <laughs> Um, and that's not working out so well. Air is coming out of places that it's not supposed to come out. Um, and, it's turning uh, red. <laughs> why don't you, what does that mean in uh, octopus? Why, why don't you roll 2d6 damage for me? 2d6 damage. Okay. Well, we'll do. Oh, I wish I had a camera because this, this is 10. I rolled a 10. 10. That's 2d6, cumulative 10. Okay, so the big dolphin is not dead. Uh, 
it is uh, very upset. Uh, it is very <laughs> rattled uh, after getting a bear trap to the head, uh, but it is still it still remains alive. Um, you don't think that it can see very well though uh, okay. at this point uh, or coordinate itself. Uh, okay. Crankfor and Clarabelle, do you have anything that you'd like to do? I have a dagger, and that is my only offensive ability. I want to shank the big one. <laughs> That has okay. the nice armor while it is sure. heavily distracted. Yeah, it's not so much armor as just like an ornamental jewelry piece that involves scales, but yeah, you can still shank it nonetheless. Okay. Um, go ahead and make me uh, make me an attack roll. Uh, you can have advantage because it can't see right now. Or possibly ever again. Or possibly <laughs> ever again. 17 total. Okay, that's going to hit. Uh, roll me some damage. And this is... 1d6. A 3. Alright. A2 Brute, the big dolphin. Uh, the bear trap didn't do it, but the dagger to the back uh, drives the point home. Nice. Right in the uh, blowhole. Yeah. Right perfect. Yeah, you, you can run up the side of the dolphin and just pop the pop the dagger down in there to land the finishing blow. Um, and uh, as in such a satisfying way, uh, sand just geysers out of the the dolphin's uh mouth and blowhole and new orifices as well um and uh and it falls to the ground uh and the other dolphins look somewhat stunned um which point i will yell at the dolphins he was not part of the prophecy uh, mm. so, uh so the uh uh one of the dolphins is going to uh, grab the crown off the ground uh, and pick it up uh, and start running away. Uh, the a second dolphin is going to use its horrible noise at you. Um, it's uh, it's uh, as as we've discovered before. They're they're like really really nasty. <laughs> noise I can't make with my mouth um, uh, paralyzing uh, hurting uh, hurting noise uh, which I believe is a constitution save from everyone uh, but I will just uh, double double confirm that uh, yes it was a con before. save yeah so if I can get all of you to make a con save against that 16 16's good Crit 20 20 Crank yeah. four? 15. 15. You're all good. So none Ooh. of you actually, this doesn't actually succeed at paralyzing any of you. Um, and uh, and uh, so those two, so, and then that one moves away. And then the, uh, the one-armed, the one-armed bandit uh, also moves away. So all three of them are trying to make a beast, uh, a hasty escape with the crown. And we go after them, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and I guess we're rolling initiative again. No, wait a minute. Okay. You, you, Wait, it's your turn because they won initiative that time, right? Yes. No, no. Wait a minute. You smashed them. I just allowed them to go an extra time. So uh, you should go. <laughs> I forgot to roll initiative is the actual answer. So uh, you should go now. Um, and then we'll figure out who who uh, gets to go next time. Okay. I, if, if, if someone's chasing after this this dolphin with the crown, I yeah. I could um, I could throw my grappling hook at it and try to catch him before he before he goes. 
yeah, that's uh, definitely definitely an option if you want to uh, you know hog tie him. Uh, that would the first step would be catching him in the in the old lariat, sure. um, or throw it at the crown itself and yank it away. Either way, get a grappling hook into that dolphin. Yeah, yeah okay. absolutely. I'm going to yeah maybe ide- ideally get the crown, uh, but but definitely tossing it at this dolphin <laughs> who's okay. running away because we that's the MacGuffin we can't we need that one. Uh, so here we go. I'm rolling for uh, is this so, wisdom because so it's a projectile. I'll give it like wisdom or dexterity in this case. You choose which one you want to do. Cause... I think I shall choose dexterity. All right. Uh, let's see. Thank you very much. Here we go. I rolled a critical hit. <laughs> okay, I have so a do, 20. So do you want to grab the dolphin and trip it, or do you want to grab the crown? Because I'll allow you to do either. That is a good... This is what I would like to do. I imagine this dolphin is running, like yeah. like a human does, I guess. Yeah. But like, yeah. like sprinting. And the mm-hmm. dolphin... One, so the arms are sort of coming up and down. One of them is holding the crown. I would like to yep. catch it as it comes up here by its head. And then what I assumed is a three-prong grappling hook. <laughs> one prong is going through the crown, the other through the eye of the dolphin. And I am oh just gosh. going to latch on and pull back as hard as I can. Well, with a critical success, I think that I'm going to let that, uh, I'll let something happen it's along those lines. You grab Thank the you. dolphin. I, I also have a it. plus six to deck, so it's a 26. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, you grab that dolphin, you pull it backwards, it gets yanked right off its feet. Um, yeah. The crown, uh, we'll say that it, it, like, maybe it doesn't go right through the eye, but it, like, scrapes along the side of its head in a very, uh, you know, it's going to leave It's gonna leave a mark. If you see this dolphin again, you'll know it, because it'll be the one with the big scar across its face, like a Bond villain. <laughs> um, and, uh, you, uh, and, and you grab the crown and drag it backwards across the ground. Um, so, uh, and you can, bring it, you can bring it basically right back to you. Yeah. Uh, Crankfor and Clarabelle? Hey, do I have time to pick up some of that sand left by that uh, big dolphin and I know that this is weird. Not eat it this time. Yeah, you can you can pick up some of it. You can you're not going to be able to pick up all of it because it's quite a bit. Um, but mm-hmm. you can you can sort of scoop it up. Okay, scoop how much am I going to get from that? Is, uh, is the big question. Let's let's call it like one d four times a hundred. Cool. And like a hundred would be kind of hard to carry in your hand. I'm I'm kind of like not sure of the like actual volume to like amount ratio of the sand, um, but. Uh, yeah, I'll say 1d4 times 100 as you sort of like scrabble to pick it up and figure out a way okay. to support it. Maybe you use that's like a, your shirt or, or something. I mean, I've probably got some sort of a, a pouch of some sort, I'm, I'm guessing. In my, uh, I have to the carry pouch is in your mouth. Ah, no, you know, I've got that air bladder. Let's open that up and fill it with sand. Sure. Perfect. Yeah. I know 400 sand. Cool. Sweet. Uh, there's still a little bit left on the ground, but not much. That's, that's fine. Uh, does that constitute my action for the turn then? Probably, if you're pulling the air bladder out and doing it, then yeah, it does. That and makes like sense. Retrieving it from your uh, from your bag and then and then filling it all up. Uh, no Clarabelle, I want to um, intercept anyone that's trying to get the crown that's dragging across the ground, like any of the okay. dolphins, if they're like turning back to snatch it back. And basically sure. do an attack of opportunity dagger if they try it. <laughs> sure. I mean, like, there's there's not really like a ready action system, yeah. but I think that it makes sense that if like yeah, if one of them if one of them is gonna like come like ah, 
after the crown, you can, uh, you know, dive on it and uh, and smash it with your dagger. Uh, as yeah. is, there is one lying backwards on the ground while the other the other two are uh, are scampering. So uh, that, but that does not really constitute uh, crawling after it. So in case you wanted to do something to that one, it's maybe in a more advantageous position. But uh, but yeah, uh, let's. So I accidentally, I did a bad and let the bad guys go first last round when I should have, it should have been an initiative roll. So what we'll do is I'm going to get you to roll initiative and on a one or a two, the bad guys get to go first, but on a three, four, five, or six, you can get to go first. I think it is Flan's turn this time. Okay, yeah. we'll do. I believe in you. Yep. 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 Dropped it on the floor. That's a five. Five. Okay. So yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll play it as it lies. So, okay. uh, yeah, five, it's your initiative. <clears throat> cool. Oh, what horrible things can I do? <laughs> how many How many are there, are, are left? So there's um, three. There's okay. the one-armed one and, uh, and another one who uh, you encountered before and are, like, running off into, uh, like, out through, uh, out through the door that you came through, probably going back up to the previous floor where you originally met them. Um, and then there's the other one who you just pulled the crown away from who is still uh, lying uh, supine. Is that the word I'm looking for on the ground, on its back? Um, yep. and, uh, and has not yet had a chance to right itself. Right. Ooh, I'm going to have to, I'm going to walk over Mason hand mm -hmm. and, and just shaking my head and going, oh, 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 they taught me at art school so good. And I'm going to raise the mace over my head and come down to smash it like a freaking Gallagher show. Um, I'm just right on that cetacean head. Okay, you and can I, take it. You can take advantage on this hit because it's it's you know it's on its back it's it's already been uh, gored by your uh, your previous your previous attack. Uh, go for it. Thank you. Now is this advantage with my also with my additional advantage I get for it being a magical mace? Right. I guess it would be. Uh, so yeah, yeah, we'll go with that. Okay. <laughs> this, this seems like way too easy to hit. So maybe we should like update this <laughs> this ruling a little bit. Why don't we say? that um, you can only get one advantage on an attack, but you may apply the other advantage to your damage if you prefer, or oh, if, if you wish. So okay. you can get one advantage on the attack, one advantage on the damage. I um, like that. That's a good rule. Yeah. Let's go here. That is a that is a 12 plus, plus, plus strength is 3. Okay, that's um, enough to bash it. That's enough to bash it, so let's, let's do advantage on the damage then. Yeah. Poor, poor boy, poor dolphin. Aha! Uh -huh, I got an eight. No advantage needed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so this dolphin uh, had already been damaged in the previous encounter. It had healed up a little bit, but it had not fully healed up. Uh, then it had, you know, a nasty uh, uh, grappling hook pulled through its head, um, and now it is just being brained. So it is just going to sort of like. <laughs> Uh, loop pinata some sand up into the air. Uh, it reaches a, a nice, satisfying height uh, as it uh, as it capitulates to uh, to its wounds. <laughs> I go, oh, my professors would be proud. Uh, Crankfor, the other two dolphins uh, have like they moved. Basically, there was the one that yelled, um, mm -hmm. and it's moved sort of like a little ways away, but it, it, you know, you can get to it in one action and punch it 
if you were feeling like punching something. Um, oh. It hasn't moved far enough away for it to get out of range. I'm not saying that you're like a punching sort of person, but like if you wanted to, you know, get up and twiddle its nose or whatever, um, it's, it is perform. close enough that you could do that. The other one has moved somewhat farther away. Um, so you would probably need to spend basically your, your full round to get up to it uh, in order to, uh, to catch it. Friends, are we are we set on just busting these guys up? <laughs> Chum, uh, sorry, chumming these up. <laughs> I feel like we aren't pretending to be good people anymore. So sure, great. I'll I will make my start striding towards the one who's closer by. Okay, uh, and, you can uh, definitely get up to it. Yeah, and now we'll do the sand blast. All right. So what does this do? Let's uh, uh, tell, so, tell me, tell the audience, but also tell me, uh, what does the sandblast do? So as I stride towards the dolphin, as I stride toward the dolphin, I take about 100 level of sand out of my bag, point it in front of me in my fist, and open my hand, releasing it at high velocity through my magician's powers and causing 1d10 bludgeoning damage that it may make a deck save against well to save for half the damage all right it does not successfully make a dexterity save to take half damage uh oh then it is taking eight damage all right uh so it is uh it is scoured by sand so you take this magical sand that is like the life force of everything in the universe <laughs> um and you just fire it out at this dolphin and it uh dolphins they, they're not known to have like thin skin they've got uh they've got like pretty thick uh, uh rubbery uh ni nice cetaceous skin mm -hmm. um and you just create these like horrible streaky patterns in uh in the back of this dolphin that is like moving away from you obviously um that so that it looks like almost like a, a tiger uh with all these like awful streaks of not necessarily like wounds but like torn away like you, where it's like gone right down to the fatty layer um underneath its uh underneath its skin with like gradations of gray because you know the sand chaos theory it moves in all sorts of different ways but mm -hmm. ouch um and that you can, you're pretty sure that maybe you can even see some bone uh protruding there it is uh and it's it's sort of like doubled over um and uh and the, it's it's probably um well uh, we'll 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 uh keep going so yeah that it's it's uh it's it's very, very badly hurt by this. Uh, not, not super appreciative. Clarabelle. God, crank for that was the most terrifying pocket sand maneuver I've ever seen. As I run <laughs> up and stab it in the back. <laughs> <laughs> Clarabelle attempting a second kill steal. Um, <laughs> go for it. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Please, uh, <laughs> please make an attack. Oh yeah, I have to roll dice to do this. You do have to. You do have to roll <laughs> dice to do this. Um, I rolled the dice for the last time, and yeah. uh, these dolphins not rolling super hot tonight. Not uh, not no. doing the best. Well, I rolled a sixteen plus four, so okay. got that so that's twenty. Definitely a successful hit. Uh, why don't time, you do me some damage? Time to kill with two damage. Okay, so Clarabelle, dagger in the blowhole, uh, manages to uh, not quite 
uh, well, yeah. You so you you take you take your dagger and you're like, ha ha! I'm gonna do it again, uh, and you you manage to uh, implant it into the back of the thing, and it takes a, like a little bit of doing to get it out because you must have hit like a uh, a bit of cartilage or bone or something like that. But it's not quite enough to uh, to confirm the kill on it. It's uh, it's still uh, it's still alive and wheezing and rasping, um, and it's gonna go. Uh, it's gonna put its 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 claw-like uh, dolphiny uh, hand over over that, and it's uh, it's like trying to uh, it's it's hurting all over, and it's not quite sure how to react to it. So it's like moving with sort of a rolling gait as it staggers back toward the the entrance of the of the kelp forest. Wait a minute, uh, yeah. So it's, it's, they've got initiative now, and it's going mercy, 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 mercy um, as it uh, as it moves away. The other one uh, that was farther away from it has just like taken off toward the toward the stairs. It's going to be quite difficult to catch at this point. Um, uh, this one is still like close enough that you could probably uh, you could probably go and confirm the kill if you're feeling like uh, like like mean people, or you could let it go. Uh, that is up to you. Uh, let's let's roll initiative for the the next and probably final round of this combat. Uh, uh, Clarabelle. We're not good people, are we? Uh, four. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to figure this out. It's, uh, <laughs> it's you. You're, it's your turn. Clarabelle, uh, we could keep this last one alive to show us where the Deep Queen is. She's, yeah. Flan says, in a blood rage. <laughs> That seems merciful, but so does death with this these sand cuts. Uh, Crankfur, what do you think? I'm inclined to let it to give it the opportunity to help us. Okay, let's let's do a good thing to balance out the bad. <laughs> So, so how how does this work? Um, how does how does getting it to help us uh, work? Uh, I'm I could. Just, I'm just holding the dagger over its blowhole. Well, so it's as it's a managed sort to like of stagger a little ways away from you now, but yeah, oh, okay. uh, you're. Um, but but yeah, so it's it's yelling for mercy and and staggering away from you. Um, but yeah, you, go ahead. I just want to clarify the situation. Okay, I guess instead of looming over it like that, just like running up and getting a knife at its throat. I guess okay. I'm a rogue. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then just kind of leveraging it that way. Um, um, okay. Uh, crank for Flan. Are you contributing to this effort? Yeah, sure. I will. I will go up and take my rope and and what we've well, got. The, it's the knife to the throat. I'm going to to start tying tying him up with my my length of rope. Okay. Um, mercy, 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 mercy! You will receive the mercy and the blessings of all involved if you. Properly submit now to the returning party. Yes, yes, I submit to the returning party. Yeah, I have submission. 
<laughs> I have submission. Submission is to you. Yes, yes. Oh, I no. submit. Submission to the Deep Queen. Yes, yes. I submit to the Deep Queen. Yes, yes. yes I, I, I submit. Yes, I always, yes. always submit to the Deep Queen. And and uh, and and uh, your your deities as well. Uh, and you yes. will lead us directly to her now with none of this shenanigan. Um. Uh, I cannot do, cannot do this. Are you saying you want to feel more of the wrath of the Deep Queen as you just did? No, no, I cannot do because I do not know where. Then do you know who would know? points to the big dolphin with the nice necklace on the ground. Okay. We need to rest here for a while, friends. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think so. Um, for at least a couple of rests. Sure. Should we, should we put this guy out of his misery? <laughs> should we? I will leave and I will not bother you again. You or your children or your children's children for eight generations. I will tell stories about the evil monkey men who came from above the water and whipped my ass so bad that I can't feel my fins. Good. And I untie I untie the, the, the dolphin person. Okay. He scampers off. Yeah. Excellent. Good. Well, um, I'm going to go fetch my bear trap and I will kiss it <laughs> and say good. Good boy. And put that, put that away. It takes some doing to like pry it out of the the head of the, the big like this is not gonna be a pretty operation. Uh <laughs> Not saying you can't do it. It's just certainly, it's not, yeah. It's not a pleasant not experience. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. is there, is there uh, still that lovely? Um, what was it? A necklace? The pearlescent necklace? Or was yeah, it there's, a... well, it's sort of a um, a shiny like fish scale uh, patterned necklace made of mother of pearl. So it's got a nice shimmery uh, cast about it. Excellent. Well, Flana is going to also pick that up and go. Yes, pretty, pretty for mommy. Good. Ah, oh. cover up oh, the damage yeah. on your armor. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Good. Good. I know, I, she's she's really taking a turn. She's after all of this. It's just might take her a little while to calm down. I was going to say you were like a, you know, talking about like you're like you know just like in art school. What who are your instructors in art school exactly? <laughs> Oh, they art and structures can be vicious, just psychologically <laughs> brutal. And yeah. I, I I think it's it served her well down here. Clarabelle <laughs> considered it the more civilized path to go into sports. <laughs> just knowing who the know knowing the um the faculty the faculty of art in this particular college. Yeah. Uh yeah. <laughs> um 
So did, did I catch that you wanted to rest for a little while? Is yeah, that, before uh, that, that okay? actually, mm -hmm. just just before, well, 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 uh, well, Flan's retreating, retreating the the bear trip. Mm -hmm. I see a tasty snack <laughs> that I need to get in. Drawer. So, so Crankor, which are you eating? All the sand, or are you eating no, just, the sand of the leader dolphin, or the sand just of the leader of the dolphin? And, uh, and after we're done that, then I'll go and refill up my 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 air bladder. Okay, so and are you eating all of it, or just some of it? I think this time I got to eat all of it. I guess like you you actually can't eat all of it because you uh, you already used uh, some of it to sandblast. So yeah. um, so you wouldn't actually be able just so you're aware um, with regard to like the mutations and stuff like that. Um, you you're not going to be able to 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 eat all of it this time, um, but uh, but you can definitely have a taste. That's that's all I'm hoping for. Okay, um, this sand. Uh, I'll say like you're a hundred sand in, and it seems like very similar to the other sand that you that you ate from from the dolphins, right? Well, I was not like giving you the the sort of like impressions of the of things from the dolphin perspective uh, as I had intended to be. Uh, so yeah, you're you're feeling like the um, the uh, you have a greater sense of the space around you, it almost feels like you occupy uh, a smaller uh, smaller place in the rooms that you're in. They feel almost more vast as you can mm. sort of discern every like little, little bit of them a little bit more. Um, you have uh, sort of antagonistic feelings uh, as related to uh, the um, the person who lived in this temple, um, you know, you don't like this, this, uh, this building very much. Uh, it means something bad to you. Um, and, uh, the, uh, you, you feel, uh, some, some real sympathy pain when you look and see the bodies, uh, of the very, uh, maimed, uh, dolphins that you have left on the ground, uh, and see how much their, uh, their head cavities have been caved in. That said, um, even like a hundred sand in, you're not feeling anything like a particular difference, uh, with regard to, um, uh, eating, eating more sand, mm -hmm. uh, from this dolphin. I will tell you that the big dolphin had 500 sand and the little dolphins had 400 or the little dolphin had 400 sand. Little okay. normal sized dolphin had 400 sand. Um, so uh, you've eaten, you've blasted 100 and you've eaten 100. You have 700 dolphin sand left. Uh, right. if you, or if anyone else that. wants to eat it, uh, okay. there's also that. That's hard because experience points are good, but I, I, I'm, look, I, I'm looking at Crank for and, and and he's becoming a piece of art, and I'm not sure I want to be a piece of art. I want to be an artist. Uh, uh, I, <laughs> I was hoping to get some information about where the Queen's Lair might be. You have, um, you're, you're not getting any information uh, in that that gives you the slightest inkling that the dolphin has even the tiniest knowledge of where the Queen might be. Oh, okay. The dolphin seems to seems to know a lot about the level above you um and it's not actually even very comfortable down in this area you've got very few memories down here and anytime that it's been uh and and your general feeling is like maybe 
uh, that dolphin in particular or these dolphins in, uh, didn't didn't come down here super often. Mm. Bite on the meadow. See. So there's it, plenty of sand for everyone if you like. Yeah. Like, is there any way to hold this without like a sack? Is can we can we fill our pockets you can, up or yeah, I mean I'll say that a sack is you can you can find a sack. Like you've you've probably got a sack of some sort. So yeah. uh, everyone everyone uh, has to hold something. So you brought a bag. Uh, you can okay. you can assume that some of your stuff is in there, but uh, you can also hold some sand in there. I'll also remind you that um, if you dilute the sand with the sand from another creature, um, you can eat it without uh, worrying about mutation. It is only oh. about it is only if you eat all of the pure sand from one creature that you uh, you are uh, subject to mutation. Yeah. Okay. So we can eat this without worrying about that. Uh, well, this is like all dolphin sand, so you know maybe maybe there's a, a sort of worry there if you don't want to mutate because uh, it's definitely all sand from one creature. But uh, but you know if you were able to find some like I don't know octopus sand or something like that. Um, being, being that you're, you know, hard-boiled, uh, you can just go track down that octopus and kill it, um, and then mix uh, the sand up. And uh, but anyway, you, uh, yeah. So it's something to to think about. Sure. Well, yeah, I, I stuff as much sand as I can, uh, leaving equal parts for everyone else yeah. into my uh, into my bag. Okay. So one of you has three hundred, and the other two, um, uh, the other two get two hundred, or you can split it up. Uh, some more granular way. I'll take uh, the 300 if only because I desperately need ammunition. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Sounds good. Um, uh, yeah, that's how, that seems good. Now, if you want to take a rest, this is a good time for us to take a bit of a break. Um, mm-hmm. given that, uh, my, uh, my daughter's going to be going to bed pretty quick. You might be able to hear her a little bit in the background. I don't know how much my, my mic has been picking up. She came for a visit a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, always, always very interested by the strange voices that daddy makes during these, uh, these <laughs> late night meetings. So, uh, yeah, um, I'm going to say that be a good time for me to take a break. Um, and when we come back, you can, uh, or while we're on our break, you can figure out how you want to rest and, uh, and what you want to do from here. Uh, and we will, uh, we will reconvene shortly. Great. Thank you. All right. See you soon, chat. And we're back. Welcome back to the after intermission period of A Rasp of Sand, episode four. Um, so after uh, really very effectively, shockingly effectively dispatching those dolphins, uh, Paul was pointing out during the break that uh, Andy, you were rolling very, very hot. Um, yes, that at, was... Uh, Ooh, I got in a flow, man. I got in the artistic flow state, and just the blood <laughs> and the sand came at me. It was great. Uh, so yeah, between between some like extremely uh, high rolls and uh, and just a lot of like stacked up advantage and whatnot, you uh, you have managed to dispatch these these uh, dolphins. Uh, you've got a couple of dolphin corpses uh, that you have looted the sand from, and you were going to take a break. You're going to have, have a bit of a rest. Um, can you describe to me... Okay, uh, actually, one thing that I was um, had been thinking about was supposed to happen after you left the octopus cave, and I totally forgot. Your light spell has expired. Um, mm. So uh, if... if uh, 
if you would like to leave it as expired, um, the area around you is going to be pretty murky, difficult to see through. Um, if you have some other way of seeing, uh, you could use that. Or if your light has more charges, which I believe it might, um, you can always use one of those. If this is the um, first, if this is the first charge expiring, I do have two left on that one. Okay. So, I'll so re, I'll re up and when it's time for us to leave. Yeah. Um, were you looking to shelter inside the temple while you rest, or were you just going to hang out here with the bodies? And were you going to do anything with the bodies while you um, while you rest? Hmm. We've harvested the sand. I would you... like to arrange them uh, in in a very disturbing pattern on the ground. <laughs> that is that is sort of artistically expressive of my blood rage that I felt. If, unless anyone else would like to do something with them, I was thinking making rations. But sure. <laughs> Ooh, that is a good idea. Because that's what I was going to do with my rest is to is to forage for rations with these. We could we could say that you, you're you're foraging for rations is that you're uh, you're cutting some some bits of delicious dolphin off. Uh, let me see what what do you normally get from foraging? You normally get. I think it's uh, just one ration unless you're the cook, right? Well, would you look at that dolphin meat? <laughs> um. I think that you you are right that you just get one normally. So uh, why don't we say that if you want to cook down a dolphin, uh, I will give you you can make a wisdom save, and if you if you pass, you get two instead because you've got fresh meat uh, to work from. Cool. Well, then Hardly I hardly have to I... look at it. Yeah. I'll do a wisdom save then. Let's go. I got a nineteen. Okay, so yeah, you can cook that. You can cook down some of this. Um, you know, take cut some of the cut some of the delicious fat and and muscle off, and and wrap it up in some of the seaweed. Maybe find some like dried out seaweed to to wrap it in, and uh, yeah, get a get top notch sushi. There we go. Some yeah, dolf, some delicious dolphin <laughs> belly sushi. Uh, <laughs> um. Uh, sorry, was Clarabelle kind of going to try and do the same thing, or? Uh, Clarabelle still has two rations, so I think she's fine for now for that. Uh, probably just, like, heal up back okay. to full. And uh, so, I sorry, I asked what you were doing. I guess you were, um, besides arranging the dolphins and, like, cutting supplies out of them, uh, were you planning to shelter in the temple or like just amongst the the seaweed that is slowly regenerating? I know we feel very bad when we're in the temple. Like we just feel crappy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's not a feeling of fear. It's more a fear of like, oh. Yeah. Well, if we, if we stay in the temple, we won't be able to see anyone coming. Hmm. Remember there... how twice now we just got jumped by people coming out of temples. Yeah, that's true. We've had very bad luck with that. Uh, <laughs> could one, could could somebody uh, rest near a window or something, or stand can... guard? I'm gonna be working on my pearls, so I can just do that out the front door if that would work. Yeah, sounds good. 
So the two of you are inside, um, like sort of trying to prepare your your rations and uh, and crankers. Uh, Crank four is is doing the scrimshaw out on out on the porch, out on the porch, <laughs> maybe uh, in a rocking chair, doing some scrimshaw. Grab a little piece uh, of kelp, just stick it between my teeth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Crank four, uh, you're you're like out there on the porch. You're you're doing your thing, and uh, you know, like you get the sense that. Maybe the kelp's moving a bit. Hmm. No, no, no. It's probably just your imagination. Oh, there's quite a bit of movement again. I don't know. Like, is there wind down here? Difficult to tell. Difficult to tell. Mm -hmm. um, also, you you were not gonna res you were not gonna refresh your light spell. So until you were leaving, right? So you're that was the idea. Yeah. Pretty dim down pretty dark. here. Okay. Yeah, it's hard to see. Hmm. Um, Shadows moving around and, and whatnot. Put out a pulse. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, so you um, from inside the the uh, temple, you hear uh, sort of a uh, uh, dolphin sound. Go ahead. Go ahead, Cranker. Tell tell them what they hear. Give them. Give me. Give me the sweet dolphin. Sound. <laughs> tell me what your echolocation sounds like. <laughs> Oh, that's really good. That's really good. Um, Thank you. So that, that's amazing. So yeah. Uh, so first of all, uh, there's two people and something that looks like, oh, it's a statue in the temple behind you. Mm -hmm. uh, and then in amongst the seaweed around you uh, are a bunch of quickly moving uh uh, things. They're about the size of a fire hydrant. I'm trying to think of something that would be more appropriate for uh, in-game knowledge. But yeah, they're the size of like uh, 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 a buoy. By not referencing animals, yeah, a buoy. Uh, sure, they're probably a little bit bigger than a buoy. But yeah, they're they're like you know a meter, a a meter long post, maybe, uh, and moving around quite quickly through the um, through the sea. They kind of vary in size. There's some that are slightly smaller. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you all right, Crankford? There are things out there that there are... are always... <laughs> they're not the things that we know about, either. There are always things out there that aren't the things that we know about. It sucks! <laughs> uh. Oh! You're, you are equally concerned as I am. I was afraid that you were going to dismiss that out of hand. No, it's because a very, no, I should be very, very clear. These things are closer to us than normal. Oh, damn it. Okay, and I put down the sushi. I want, and I wander out on, onto, onto Crankor's scrimshaw porch. <laughs> and, and I scream out, what now? What? 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 Uh, so out of the seaweed come uh, uh, running uh, a small creature uh, that is very hard to see because it's dark. Uh, but as it uh, as it gets closer to the front of the temple, you can definitely see uh, that it is not, in fact, a raccoon. That is the best analog that I can actually think of for uh, for the kind of movement that you're getting from these kind of creatures. When you like look at when you're like walking along and you like look down the road and you, you're like, oh, it's a cat. No, it's a raccoon. Oh, go get away. Um, it's running along in that fashion, um, 
it are uh, some daughters. There are uh, the, the, the dog otters. Um, there are, uh, look like one, two, three, four, five. And then as, uh, as with raccoons, sometimes out of the bushes pop uh, some babies. Uh, so running after, after the adults. Uh, and they are uh, coming out and assuming that you've left somewhat of a mess, um, they're going to start sniffing around the, the dolphin carcasses and uh and you know kind of kind of gnawing at them and and uh and tentatively taking off little bits uh the babies are getting in there and the mom's showing them where to find the guts and uh they are they're scavenging isn't nature beautiful crank for <laughs> cover your food I, plan <laughs> i love it when a good plan comes together <laughs> That's heartwarming. Well, I take it back, universe. You don't suck as much as I thought. <laughs> Small um, moments of joy stolen <laughs> under an inky, starless sky. Uh, so they're going to do their, their thing while you finish up your rest. Um, and presuming you, you don't interfere with them, they're going um, to eat their fill and, uh, and wander off back into the seaweed after a bit. In the rest and... of sand, you do not pet the dog. <laughs> Uh, they make very cute noises too. They make little, especially the little puppy ones. Um, again, somewhere near, like otters are not the most talkative, talkative creatures, but they do make sort of a chirping, chirping sound that's very, very endearing. Uh, this oh, is somewhere they... between that. We'll, we'll say it's like right between that and like the Shiba Inu kind of chirping sound. Yeah, um, <laughs> and uh, you get the, you get the picture. So they yeah, always they'll, they'll make off. nice sounds when they aren't angry. But when they're angry, oh, gotta watch out. <laughs> um, so yeah, they, that's uh, you can finish up your rest and and all the the stuff that you were doing. Uh, and what would you like to do after that? It it occurs to me that you had mentioned that this king or this priest dolphin had a cool looking echo. Yeah. That uh, what maybe was from the surface. Is that still there? Could I get a better look at that? Yeah, hundred percent. It's uh, it is an echo that looks like it is uh, human made, uh, made by potentially your people. In fact, um, you can't see like a, a, a mark on it, um, uh, at least without disassembling it. But uh, it it does look like it is a very familiar design and something that would be potentially built above the surface. Um, it doesn't look overly like nicely made. Uh, it was mostly just notable because it doesn't look like it was made by the dolphins or like picked off a piece of coral or something. Sure. Okay. Anyone, I like my mace. Does anybody want an echo? It'll be an upgrade I... to a dagger unless Crankfur has more to gain. I already have an echo. So unless this one is enchanted, it's all yours, Clarabelle. <laughs> I take it. All right. You got it. All right. All right, I think we've picked the bones off this place pretty much. Yeah. I can't think of anything else. I think we should okay. leave. Okay. Sweet. Um, so this this area uh, only has. Oh, you know what? There's this. This was the only entrance to this area. So um, oh. to to get out of here, you'll actually have to go back through the um, the the clearing uh, that you had gone through before. The the kelp that grows around here is like the the like really big thick tree like stuff, um, so it really makes it quite difficult to get in from any side other than uh, than the one that you uh, that you entered from. 
couldn't come mm. uh, So assuming that you go back the way that you came. Uh, the entrance. <laughs> yep. Uh, you, it's going to, again, take uh, quite a bit of work to cut your way through here in sort of a different direction. You can get more back uh, toward the, the shrine that you had found before uh, without too much trouble. Uh, but to get to the... Um, but to get to like try and find a different, uh, different exit, you definitely need to do a little bit more uh, bushwhacking. Mm. Um, I think we'll just have to plow ahead. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, you you start um, you start uh, hacking away at the at the plant life that is around you, um, and as a uh, Sorry, just making sure that I've got this totally down. Um, as as you're uh, as you're um, hacking away at this stuff, um, it's it's coming away. Uh, is is anyone like standing? Like, what are you all doing? Are you are you all working on the cutting? Are you just like bushwhacking through? Uh, sort of to, as, as a as a unit to try and make as quick progress as possible. Um, are you are you keeping a watch? Is I guess part of what I'm asking. I don't think we are. Okay. Unless unless you guys want to interrupt and correct me. I mean, honestly, I mean, this is a very dangerous place. I imagine Clarabelle's got the the machete hacking through things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I don't have any uh, cutting in, implement on me, so I I'm, I might not be like, I've I've got a definitely an ear and an eye open because this is a very dangerous place. But I don't think I'm like I'm harshly sur surveying around me okay uh that's that's good enough so out of the corner of your eye uh flan at some point during this cutting process you see uh you've got the light spell going right now right like you you used another yes. charge yeah. okay that's important um you get the impression of some movement behind you um and you sort of like look look behind and you see a uh bright colors there's like this swirling pattern spiral uh that is uh kind of suspended in the air somewhere over there um and it just it just looks so gosh darn fascinating uh you, you've never quite seen color like this before it's it is really bizarre can i get you to make a charisma saving throw please you sure can come on what was my charisma and, uh, I had a plus three. Okay. Cha, cha, cha. All of us? No, that is an 11. Okay. So you this, you get the impression that a really, really good idea would be to just stop what you're doing and like saying anything and just walk towards the pattern. Okay. Um, uh, so, so you do that. Can I get uh, like a wisdom saving throw from Crank4 and Clarabelle who are busy hacking away at their vines while this is happening? 24 for Crank4. Okay. Um, so, uh, <laughs> all right. So uh, Crank4, you get the impression suddenly that Flan is not next to you. <laughs> That's pretty <laughs> weird. Uh, Flan was like right there keeping a watch, but now she's gone. Um, and, uh, you look around and behind you, there's this, 
bizarre pattern of spiraling Ooh. colors and uh and so, and it's it's moving in quite an interesting dancey way um and and flan is just sort of walking towards it is the impression that you get right before you make a wisdom or a charisma saving throw please oh no that's a five all right so uh you this are is how we die this is how we die. Sparkly lights. This is how we die. <laughs> so you're also feeling like it would be a really good idea to just uh, drop what you're doing, stop hacking, and uh, and turn around and wander towards this thing. Um, now, neither of you has gone super far, uh, and you're walking, you know, relatively slowly because you're walking in the sort of fascinated, like, wow, kind of way that. Uh, anyone who is uh, checking out some sweet colors. Um, Wait, people down... walk through Costco. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, you got the that cow-eyed sort of like, <laughs> oh, um, yeah. And this is this is you're feeling pretty good. Like it's got it. It makes you. It's got this euphoric feeling to it. Um, Clarabelle, why don't you make uh, one more uh, wisdom saving throw to see uh, see how whether you notice what's what's happening here. 12. 12 is not good enough. Okay. So, uh, Flan, you yeah. are going to get to, uh, you're going to get to the spirally thing. Uh, and that's pretty exciting. Um, yeah. and you're going to kind of go, Oh, very cool. As the spiral sort of coalesces around you and it absorbs your body into its, its embrace um and uh and it just it, it feels actually pretty good it's like you're getting a nice big hug um and then uh there's just this sharp feeling in your head as uh something bites into it uh can i uh you, you're not gonna get a save it for this you're just gonna take it um <laughs> Ah, oh, it's not too bad. So uh, you take nine points of damage uh, as a uh, as something rams into your skull. It is trying to pierce your skull. Uh, I'm not sure if it has succeeded in uh, in trepanating you, um, trepanning you, uh, but uh, definitely that is the that is the intent uh, to crack you open like a nut. Um, and uh, crank for whoa! Oh, that's that's really weird. It was it was really weird. That um, uh, when the uh, the spiral turned out to be a flying octopus, not of the same sort as the other octopus that you saw, mm -hmm. uh, but a different kind of sort of uh, finny cephalopod color changing thing. Um, it was very strange when when it um, when it stopped its like spiral dance and kind of hugged flan but it didn't really phase you too much but it then got a little bit scary when it actually like bit into flan's head with its beak um yeah. so that's that's pretty bad um mm -hmm. and clarabelle at this point without even making a saving throw you've realized that something is horribly wrong uh so let's roll initiative and uh see where we end up from there I'll uh, roll. Who's the last, last, <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, Clarabelle. Yeah, the last, last one to the only uncharmed person. <laughs> yeah, four. 
Four. Okay, so you get to you get to go. So uh, Flan, you are no longer charmed, but you are restrained. You are being uh, you are being octopused in exactly the way that you would expect to be octopused. Um, right. So, in fact, I had a nightmare about this when I was. This is one of the only nightmares I remember from when I was like three or four years old. Was I was I was terrible at swimming lessons. I was scared of them. I didn't like doing them, and so I was like I'd resigned myself to never being able to swim in my entire life. I had this wonderful dream where I was at the beach. I swam out, and I could swim all of a sudden, and I was like just able to to move around. And then and then an octopus wrapped itself around me and said in English, "Now I'm going to eat you." And uh, and I ran up to my parents' bed. And uh, and did the typical three or four year old thing. Anyway, that's what this octopus is doing to you, except for it's not talking to you in English. Um, and it is instead of instead of talking to you in English, it is talking to you uh, in the uh, the language of its of its big chitinous beak. Um, mm. So uh, so yeah, you're restrained. You can make a strength or dex save uh, as your action to unrestrain yourself um, okay. and uh, and get away. Uh, right. The other. The others of you, Crank 4, you are no longer charmed, and suddenly the charm has quite worn off this situation. Uh, oh. And Clarabelle, you're a ways away, so if you want to uh, if you want to catch up to stuff, it'll take you some time, but uh, you'll be able to get over there uh, in a round or two, or in a round or so. One round is what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> I mean, Clarabelle will run over with the Echo out. Okay. Yep. I think it's time for me to poke it with an Echo. Okay, this is the, we are on the, the Eku poking plan. I think so. I All think right. it's dangerous to try spraying sand at something that's wrapped around a friend of mine's head. I mean, that's, yeah. that's, 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 that's a fair fair point. Maybe the Eku is a fair, fair point. Make it, go ahead and make an attack. All right, we are, oh no, that's just not gonna happen. Okay. It so, was a one on the uh, Okay. Uh, so one on the die is actually important. Um, that is a oh, critical okay. failure. Uh, it doesn't mean that you like stunt in reverse or whatever, but what it does mean is maybe the echo hits the ground or, uh, you know, you, you, um, you don't uh, anticipate something with it uh, and uh, you manage to do some damage to it. So it's going to lose one point of quality uh, as, you, uh, as you slightly misuse your weapon and suffer the consequences thereof. Um, so Clarabelle is running over. Flan? Well, uh, you said that this this bit into my head for nine points of damage. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. I think. Well, my yeah. HP is exactly nine. Ah. So, so uh, oh. now you told us before, if we're at exactly zero, does that mean that I'm not dead but incapacitated? Yeah. Or? So exactly zero has some, uh, some important uh rules effects associated with it i'm just gonna look that up to make sure that i know because it happens so infrequently um the i believe that the situation with zero is that uh you are basically disabled you're unconscious uh okay. but uh but you are not dead uh, I am just looking for this in the Nave document. Come on. One of the problems with playing systems that you are not totally uh, playing a huge amount of is finding... Uh, All the rules. Ah, okay, on a hit. Um, 
When a character reaches zero hit points, they are unconscious. When they reach negative one hit points or less, they are dead. Um, so you are unconscious. Uh, that's not super great for you. Um, but I'm having a dream about sparkly lights. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Fame. I think, unfortunately, <laughs> that this is not going to end super well uh, because it's now going to be the octopus's go, and the octopus wants nothing more than a yummy bit of brain. Uh, and it uh, it doesn't need to roll to hit you, I don't believe. Um, oh, you know what? It doesn't say that. So we'll we'll make a well. I'm going to give it an attack roll with advantage, and we'll see what happens. Sometimes you uh, bite your own tongue. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't. It uh, it bites your head instead. So, um, so that'll do. Uh, that'll do two points of damage, but uh, that is enough to to perforate your dome um, as the beak crunches in there, uh, and then it uh, it starts to suck out the the juices inside. I'm sorry, Andy. I'm sorry, Flan. Um, and uh yeah that uh it it is it starts to just just go ham on flan's noggin uh uh just just uh i i don't even want to describe it but it's uh it, you know it's obvious it uh it, it it kind of is happy to ignore the other uh surface dwellers who are around if it can just uh gobble up a little bit of that brain so uh so yeah that's uh that's what it's going to do um, as the temple slowly begins to fill up with water. Um, so if, uh, uh, yeah, Clarabelle and Crankfor, are you gonna, are you gonna take off? Do you want to try and reap vengeance? Is there anything else that you want to do? As the temple slowly begins to fill with water, you say? Yeah. yeah. Uh, what are you thinking, Clarabelle? I think that this is the fail state that we remember from our past, past adventures. Would you like to attempt to get back to our home? I would like to succeed in getting back to our home. <laughs> Thank you. Well, that is a given. You may do that. Uh, you can head back to you can head back to your home uh, minus Flan, and uh, we can start a new generation. Um, Sorry, Flan. You were delicious. <laughs> Flan, Flan has a Flan. You know, at least is has an anesthetized death. Um, yeah, I feel like Flan true. never, never really fully came back to consciousness and uh, and died as she lived, surrounded by uh, by color and uh, and aesthetics. Oh, uh, lovely. <laughs> good, good. Um. So. Gosh, another death that felt really unfair. Um, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> if only someone could have done something about that. <laughs> I'm surprised it bit into my head and there wasn't like any armor class stuff. Well, I guess I guess if I was charmed and and it just and I was sort of then I could just bite my head. Yeah, it you ever feel yeah, your it, head? There's a lot of soft spaces in there. Yeah, there, really there were. Are. I mean. There were a lot of saving throws, uh, I guess, like leading up to that. But like, save you usually fail saving throws, so like that's uh, not yeah. really, not really an excuse. But, um, 
but you know, sometimes sometimes you get the octopus, mm -hmm. and sometimes the octopus gets you, and sometimes the octopus, you know, takes you to uh, a nice place to sleep for the night, which is which can be pretty pretty nice. Um, okay, so you are going to get to uh, save some of the stuff from this run. Uh, obviously, uh, Flan, all of Flan's inventory, except for one item, is going to be lost. Um, mm -hmm. So, uh, Andy, you can choose what you want that to be. Um, what is more important this time is that you do get to uh, take some of your experience points forward to the next generation. Uh, mm -hmm. So you get uh, one, -eighth, uh, one eighth of your total experience points uh, as your experience total. Uh, I know that's that's not a huge amount, but it is something. Um, you also, when you roll your next air, uh, you get, uh, normally what you do is you roll 3d6 and you take the lowest die. Um, if you have a, a 15 to 18 in your ability, you take the median die. Uh, this is your ability to defense. And uh, if you have a 19 or 20, you take the highest die. Um, so I don't think anyone falls into the 19 to 20 category, but I think you have some abilities that are 15 to 18. Um, Didn't quite get there. Yeah, not quite. Close, though. Um, but uh, unfortunately, this is slightly awkward timing because uh, normally we would... Um, I would say that we should go for another 15 minutes or so, but it's, as it's probably going to take longer than that to actually roll up new characters, it's probably for the best that we call this session uh, for the evening um, and begin our post-show. So sorry, that's a bit of, a, of an anticlimactic downer to end things on. Um, I don't feel like deaths are ever really an upper. Um, uh, but uh, such is the nature of the of the game. Um, and we'll be for those back of you who new characters, yes, yeah. we'll be back next week with new characters. And I feel like next week your goal should be to kind of blitz through uh, as much as you can, as quickly as you can, because next week is our last week of Grasp of Sand. Um, we uh, the intent for this game was to play one session of it, check it out, try it out, um, and uh, and see if we if we had fun with it, and we did. So uh, that and that was great. And then there was a there was an opening, so we play we're playing a few more games. Games, but uh, next session is the last one that we have booked. So uh, I don't think you're going to finish, but this is also something that we could theoretically come back to if there's demand for it um, and uh, and people like it and uh, and and you folks are available as well. So um, let's let's cut to the uh, cut to the credits, I guess, and we will see you next week for the ultimate. Uh, session of Rasp of Sand, where we will see the next generation uh, pick up where their overperforming parents left off, uh, or grandparents, or whoever whoever you are, um, and uh, and really make an impact on the Deep Queen's Temple. Uh, until then, uh, I'm Jer, and for Andy, Ian, and Matt, uh, and Paul, uh, thanks for joining us tonight. <laughs>